Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, it's the In Wheel Time car show, your weekly go-to all-things-automotive place, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeffrey Zekin, and the fabulous David Ainsley. I'm Don Armstrong. So glad that you could join us on this Saturday. Again, coming to you live from the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise Inn here at Loopy Tortilla Number 2. We're out here between uh, Shepherd and Kirby Drive on the southbound side. We invite you to stop by. Uh, what I don't know what year it is. Is it a 67? Don't, don't get me going. Stinger Hood 67 only, so yeah, I'll assume it Fort, is. With, and I assume that it's a 427. It's a big block. Yeah. So uh, we're going to we'll have to get him over here soon. We'll get Mars to chase him down. Yeah. But for the moment, we have who, – who's joined us, Mike? Uh, oh. uh, Mike? Mike? Yeah. Oh, Mike. Okay. Yeah, and unfortunately, the as Mike much as I hate Mike. to admit it, you are correct. That is a Mangusa. Does that say it right? Mangusta. Yeah. That Mangusta. Uh, Mr. Mike Haney drove in here this morning. 1969 surprised me. I thought it was older than that. But anyway, so so it shows my ignorance, and so I asked him to come and explain and tell me what he's driving. Yeah, because they were all like, oh, it's a Pantera. I'm like, no, it's a Mangusta. Yeah. It's it's right. same designer, but. Well, what's the difference between the two? Uh, well, uh, De Tomaso first, he was uh, from Argentina, but he lived in Italy in, in Modena, and he built, he was uh, a race car chassis designer, and he designed uh, the Valle Lunga, built 53 of them, a little uh, four-cylinder car, looked a lot like the Renault A110. Beautiful little car, but it was small, and they only built 53 of them, and uh, he decided he wanted to build a big V8 road car. So he uh, starts working on what was originally called the P70, and it was a blown up Vallelunga with the, with a Ford V8 in the back of it. Uh, and the car was inherently difficult to build, uh, which led to it's the an Pantera. Italian thing, I think. <laughs> right. In, in that era, there were a lot of Italian cars that were putting American engines in them. Like, we'll design the car and just plug in, a, you know, yeah. something tried like and true. Like you can drop a, uh, an American V8 in the back, right? Right, yeah. And so they, they built, they were developing the Mangusta. They had, had the chassis designed, and, you know, everything was going well, and Carroll Shelby was working on them with it. And he was, his plan, as I understand it, was to build a replacement for the AC Cobra. Oh, I and didn't know that. so they were well into the, into the project, and they had ordered, uh, I think, a dozen or so 289s. And so there are actually uh, a dozen or so 289 Mangustas out there. And, and a, what is yours? It's 302, which the vast majority of them have 302s in them. Okay. Okay. And so in the middle of development, Ford basically convinces Shelby to jump ship and come over to them to build the GT40. So the story was that Detomasso and Shelby got into an argument about it, and they renamed the P70 to the Mangusta, which is Italian for mongoose, the only car that can kill a, or the only animal that can kill a cobra. <laughs> the reality Sounds of what it, a right? great Sounds story that is. <laughs> well, the reality of it is it can't because it's got a cobra engine in it, <laughs> <laughs> and it weighs a whole lot more than a cobra, but it was still a good story. Yeah, and so they built. The plan was to build 400 of them, and the uh, as they were 
going into production, uh, Bill Mitchell, who was one of the, I think, I think he was the head of design at General Motors, yes. fell in love with the car, and he said, I want one, but I work for Ford, I can't, or, or for General Motors, I can't have a Ford engine. So, De Tomaso, you know, being a man who saw a paycheck, said, just send me whatever engine you want, and I'll put it in it. So, Zora Arcus Duntov himself built a 4-bolt three, three 327, shipped it to Medina, Italy, and they put it in the car. So, they built 401 of them. And when the car was being shipped here, it got delayed in customs, and somehow or another, when it shows up at General Motors, it's missing the carburetor. Don't ask me why, but it took General Motors, it took them a month to get a replacement carburetor. Well, I, I worked 25 years for General Motors. Doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the car is, uh, it, it's a beautiful car, but there's not a whole lot of pleasure in driving them. They are a, uh, the seating position is awkward. The weight distribution is insane. I think 32, 68. Real rear heavy. Yeah. Very real, rear heavy. And so once they got the thing running, well, he was not very plussed about the fact that he had to wait so long for his toy. Then he gets in and he drives it around the parking lot and decides, I don't like it. <laughs> so his secretary drove it for a year, and then they did a, uh, a raffle for an option to buy it with employees. And a guy, I don't know him in person, but on, on the forums I know is uh, Dick Rusin that owns it. And he so they know where that car still is. Yes, today. and he bought it. He worked for General Motors. He bought the car, and he's had it ever since. Does it show up every now and then to an event? He lives in Detroit, so it, it, he shows it up there quite cool. a bit. And he's very active in the community. So how how did you find out about this model car? The and, one that and, you have, yeah, and 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 your desire to buy one. Well, I, I spent three, seven, three seasons uh, racing La Carrera Panamericana in Mexico in a 66 Mercedes 230 SL. Okay. And my navigator at the time was, he just was convinced that he needed a Pantera. So he's shopping around trying to find a, find a Pantera, and he's a very analytical guy. So he's like researching which Pantera, because there were a lot of variations. Right. And while he's looking at it, I are looking for one, I find this Mangusta. This is in 2005. And so at the time, they were about the same money. And so I talk him in, he's, I send him all the pictures and everything in the car. He's like, uh, that, that's, that's a pretty car. So he ends up buying it. And so he had the car from 2005 up until about four years ago. And his health was declining. He was a little bit older than me. And so he Careful. was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was he was uh, you know not able to enjoy the car as much as he as, as he used to. So I he said, up, Mike, I've got a deal for you, buddy. Well, no, I told him, I got a deal for you. I will buy that car from you, and then you don't have to worry about. Okay, do care you of it. a favor? I'm going to take this exactly. car off of you. <laughs> Plus, he knew he was giving it. He was selling it to somebody who would. Who had the same passion for the car that he Correct. did, which a lot of times at that level of a car, they want to that make sure it passes onto the right hands, and they're not giving it to some 17-year-old that's right. going to tear it up. Yeah. Right, and that's part of the problem with the Mangustas is that they only built 401 of them. They were raced heavily with really difficult cars to drive, to master with that weight distribution, and they had a lot of flex in the rear end due to the, the way the chassis was designed. 
So a lot of them, just through the attrition of racing, uh, you know, they estimate there's a little over 200 of them left Still on the planet. Still existing. Yeah. Wow. And of those... Uh, you know, who knows how many are actually intact and not in museums, so still actually out on the road. Surprisingly, Much less how many are in the States versus still in Europe, yeah. Correct. South America or wherever. Right. Uh, surprisingly, there is one other mangusta in Houston that is that I know of, and it's uh, a, a friend of mine. And so he and his brother have been restoring it for quite some time, uh, but his brother works out of the country, so he's not didn't have that it's much time like to work on it. It's a full-time thing, yeah. Right. Well, Position. plus I'm sure it's a little difficult to find specific parts for it, and some stuff you probably just have to make. Exactly. Is uh, this your only car? No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not my daily driver. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. As far as collect- collection. No, I still have the, the 230 SL that I raced in Mexico. It's nice. It's been restored back to civilian form, but uh, the the 230 SL, I'll have that till, till the day I drop. It's just, it, it's a beautiful car, and it is such a pleasure to drive. What kind of motors it got in it? The 230SL is a straight six, 2.3 liter. Yep. That was the, it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, considered the Pagoda? Yes, exactly. Body style? All the old Mercedes had nicknames. You right. had the Adenauers, the Fintails, the Pontoons. Uh, pontoons, right. or Pontons. Pont- oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. a, I'm an American guy. It's a pontoon. <laughs> well, Ponton, I think, was the German name, German version of pontoon. <laughs> but uh, so they all had nicknames and uh, pagodas. They got their nickname because the hard top on them, the, the to get more, I guess, for the greenhouse to get more view, the tips of the of the hard top tip up. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of reminded people of the Japanese pagodas. Pagoda. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, absolutely love that car. I spent two years looking for a European 230 uh, because the as it evolved, they, they had the 230SL, the 250SL, and the 280SL, and the 230 followed the 300SL going. Right. Uh, the, there was the 190SL, but it, which was the only carbureted SL. And the 190 probably looked a little bit more like the, 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 the go, 300. 300. It right. looked a lot. They had the same grill. They had a lot of the same parts. Shaped to the fenders and stuff. Right. And I, I actually uh, looked at and even drove three different 190SLs, and it was such a stunning little car. But it had like 85 horsepower, something like that. And when you're in there, you're rubbing shoulders with your passenger. It was just too small, so and it couldn't keep up with traffic. Then I started looking at the 230SL, and I was looking at, at the, the Pagodas in general, and everybody you know, was trying to steer me toward the 280, but the thing I didn't like on the 280s was as the Pagodas evolved, they started putting fancy stuff in them, like air conditioners and radios. And it was like, no, I wanted the one. All that extra stuff. The purity yeah. of the car. Right. And mine is the European model, so I don't have the bumper overriders. I don't have, you know, the side lights, all the things that they put as, as the car evolved and Americanized them. So, so the Americans messed it up. <laughs> well, for DOT, yeah. 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 Well, uh, it, you know, uh, it's certainly – one that catches your eye oh, no matter where so, you go. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a beautiful car, but it, it's an angry car that its sole purpose in life is to kill you. So, so with, the, with, the, <laughs> with the weight bias, it, does it tend to understeer until you get in it and then it oversteers like a freight train? Well, some of the reviews on it uh, that people have, have uh, or comments people have made is it's the only car ever built that can understeer and oversteer in the same turn. 
Yeah, that's that's that, what, that, that's what I'd heard about that car because it was so heavy in the back. Right, and and I guess adding weight to the front is not anything that uh, is something that would be viable to try to balance the weight, or it makes no difference. No, there's there's uh, two of them out there that are still racing. Uh, one of them, only one that's really actively racing. Uh, if you want to see a stunning video, uh, just go to YouTube and and look for Mangusta Hill Climb. And there's a blue one that is heavily modified, and he's he's worked out all the kinks. And God, it's 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 just incredible video. Do you know the guy? No, no. I wish it's I wish incredible I did. video in what way? Uh, just the performance and the fact to see someone driving a car that valuable and that rare, driving the, the wheels off of it. How much do you think your car is worth? There are two of them Tom, on the market I'm, right now. Stop. Uh, there's two of them on the market at the moment that I'm aware of. Uh, one, is, and there's two variations of the Mangusta that the 70-71s, the, uh, the headlights were too low. So they hacked up the front fenders and put a pop-up headlight assembly in there. Okay. To get them up high enough. To get the headlights For higher. Exactly. Uh -huh. the, I'm not sure. I think there's, you know, maybe 40 or so of those, you know, plus or minus a few. And... Those uh, are the only ones that you see showing up on the market. So it's pretty rare for the forehead light, which most of them are. They just, you don't see them on the market. There's uh, one right now that's um, up, I think, Schmidt and Company or somebody like that uh, at, let's see, 349 And okay. there's a two-head light that should be worth less, but it's on the market at 399 That's so funny because you, you would not think... That uh, that headlights would make a difference. Well, if if you see them, there was one that was on Bring a Trailer website. Uh, oh, like maybe two years ago, it was the only one they'd ever had turn up for auction on their website. And one of the comments on there was hilarious because they showed pictures of it with the headlights up and with them down. And when they're down, they're exposed, so you know you still see them. Okay, yeah. And the comment was that when the headlights are down, the car looks like it dropped something on the floor it's trying to find. <laughs> and when they're up, it looks like it's a little bit too excited to be here. How funny. <laughs> kind of like. How funny. Exactly. Like, you know, the yeah. wide eyes. Yeah. Yeah, like a bug-eyed Sprite kind of. You know, they're just there. So the, the other unique thing about it is, and, and I don't know the phrase they use for it, but the way the rear hatch opens to expose the engine as opposed to most everything that would either lift up from the rear or lift up from the front like a clamshell, that, this one lifts up from the side almost like a barbecue grill. I, right. I know that's, that's a horrible way to explain your car. No, and it's generally referred to as either clamshell or goal wing. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's got to be so difficult to work on that engine. But the thing is, that spine down the center of it, there's two bolts on the front, two bolts on the back. You take it off and lift the whole assembly off, and you're, it's, it's like the engine's in the back of a truck. You can just lift it right out. Which, unfortunately, uh, since they were heavily raced, that was one of the design considerations was get the engine out in and out quickly. Have you ever had the engine out? I have not. Uh, mine is actually highly original. And uh, I nice. don't know that the original uh, that the engine has ever been out. Uh, and I, I tracked down. Fortunately, uh, one of the owners in the registry uh, had a, a, a unique uh, last name, and I was able to track him down. Lives in California. He owned three mangoosas. Loved them. And oh wow! He, he owned that one from I think '79 to '99. So he was kind of happy to find out where it was when he got a hold of him. He was, and uh, real nice guy, and we've 
we keep in touch by text. And uh, he, he started digging around because he had owned three Mangustas. Uh, he tells me, he said, well, you know, I've got a lot of spare parts. I'm like, for a Mangusta? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, send me a list in prices. So I bought everything you yeah. had. <laughs> Don't Did even you really? send me prices. Yeah. Just send me the list because parts have got to be impossible. For well, that. one of my favorite things I bought from him is a slot car racing set. Oh, yes. That has a Mangusta and a Lamborghini Mura cars. Mm-hmm. How funny. Yeah. Well, that had to have been from the 60s. It was. It yep. still had the original box, everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd like col- to have The collectability that. of off the, off the wall stuff when it matches your toy car right. is invaluable. You know, and, and the Mangusters are the same. My car is the same color as the one in the, in the slot car set. <laughs> so. so, of the, you think there, you're, you assume there's 200 plus left. How many are actually, do you think, are in the States? Um, it, it's really hard to say. Uh, I would imagine, you know, at least 75 to 100. Is maybe. it really? Okay. Yeah. It's so, good. I mean, California, of course, is, a, you know, you get so many collectors there that are buying the, you know, the, the rare cars. And there's a lot of them that are in museums or collections well, that that's you don't a, that's, see. That was going to be my next question is, you know, with, with uh, museums, because that's definitely going to be in somebody's design museum. You know, might not even be an automotive museum. Just the design of the car is gonna, gonna, you know, the artsy effect of the car is gonna draw it to a museum. As what well. do you think about some of these auction prices that cars are going for today? I mean, even at Meekum, they are crazy. Uh, you know, one of the things that got me is like the old Datsun 240Zs. Yes. Oh my God! There was one that sold for well over a hundred uh, at on auction. Uh, I mean, it was an extraordinary condition, been fully restored, but still, you know, you could have bought those for pocket change, you know, five years ago. If, yeah. they, if they hadn't rusted away by then. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, we, I'm, I've, we've all been kind of jaw dropped, if you will, with some of the auction prices that, uh, some cars are going for that you'd never even think of. Then, on the other hand, there are some that you're thinking, well, that's got to be at least a $100,000, $200,000 car, and all of a sudden, no reserve, and it goes for $80,000. Yeah. Actually, just last night, I'm reviewing uh, some auctions on some sites that I go to, and there was a, I think, a 78 Toyota Corolla. I mean, just a generic car you could have bought for a few hundred dollars. Uh Sold for something like (laughs) $67,000. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The guy that bought it, does he not know anything about cars? Well, there's something about that car, and he's probably a fanatic. Maybe he was born in the back of one or something. I don't know. Well, uh, my buddy, uh, Mike Hellman, that is the Nova over there, he's – you know, uh, one of the things he loves to do is find these cars like like his Nova – that people had that he'll find them that had the wrong wheels on them. They got a Pioneer stereo in there. And, right. You know, and the thing is that a lot of these cars that you get people that they want the car that they were in love with in high school, right, but right, right. they were in high school, they couldn't afford it. Well, now they've got enough money to afford some of these cars. So they want that exact car. They don't want it with Krager wheels on it and, and you know, a Pioneer stereo. They, they want to live their high school Memories, exactly. Oh well, that, that was Don. Don, 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 Don had yeah. a Corvair. Oh, my God. And he got a Corvair a few years ago and did a lot of restoration work on it and then sold it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the because Corvair. Because I found out really quick, 
it's not my high school car. Right. It had two one barrels on it, and it was like the one ten. Yeah, and it just not for me. Yeah, well, the the Corvair Corsas with the four cylinder, yep. uh, you know, I mean, that was 140 horsepower, and then you know the, the ones that did draw crazy money now are the Yinko Stinger Corvairs. Yes, exactly. Yep. Especially if you get like a stage three or something, where you know you got a whopping 225 horsepower. Well, in a car that doesn't, that I'm just car, gonna say, yeah. in that day it was, yeah, and it would handle very well. Yeah, uh, as, well, the, the <laughs> maybe a little Gen better two. than your Mangust. <laughs> Gen- General two, yeah, yeah, yeah g- the Gen two Corvair. There's no right. doubt about that. But um, so, how did you find out about uh, today's tailpipes and tacos? If I don't mind me asking. Well, actually, the buddy I mentioned, uh, Mike Hellman, that has the the Nova over yeah. there. He had called me up and. Come on, we're going to go. Well, we've been friends for 30-some-odd years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I call him and, you know, get him in touch with some of the circles and the shows that I go to. He, he returns the favor. And so he called me up and said, hey, you going to the show tomorrow? I'm like, which one? And he says, oh, well, this one. I'm like, like, so is uh, this okay. close to the house for you? For, yeah, for me it is, yeah. yeah. And, and that's part of what Loopies is trying to do is is create – Small events, but that are close to people's homes uh, with as many facilities as they've got. So, uh, you know, we typically were out at the Katy location. So this is our first time to bring the show here. And a small group of cars come out. But, oh, my gosh, the quality of the cars is awesome. Right. Yeah. And, and the location was, was a huge deal for me because the Mangusta, there's so many parts on it that are just irreplaceable. That you know, I I don't really like to take it out on right. uh, on the freeway, freeway outside too of a much. trailer, some places. Yeah. So, are you a Houston native? More or less. Yeah. Okay. Was it more or less? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, today I'd have to do the math and say more. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did you go to high school here? I uh, went to high school in Clear Lake or Clear, okay. Clear Creek, actually. Yeah. But okay. yeah. All right. Back back when you could actually street race, I had a '55 Chevy that I drove to. It was my daily driver to high school. Drove it to back and forth to driver's ed, which oh, you know, <laughs> ro- ro- raised a few eyebrows. Like if you're going to driver's ed, you probably don't have a license. <laughs> yeah, right. But, did you did you happen to? Were you down there when uh, Houston International Dragway was down there on the Gulf Freeway? Uh, yes, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But you were maybe a little bit more uh, not at the raceway, but racing somewhere. Yeah, yeah. usually uh, things you don't tell your mom about. <laughs> we're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or your wife. Yeah, right. And, and we, there's a lot of things on this show that we really—it's kind of like taboo. We don't discuss that, uh, but we get it. We're there with you. Well, um, how long have you known the Nova guy? Oh, uh, we actually went to college together. Okay. Where'd well, you go so to college? A and M. Texas A and M. Yep. Okay. Gig'em. Gig'em yeah. eggs, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's a pleasure to uh, meet you and talk to you today. Thank you so much for stopping Stunningly by. Stunningly beautiful car. Yeah, we and, really and appreciate thank it. And thanks for the education, too. Yeah, very sure. much so. Very thank much. You. I learned a yeah. lot talking to you about it. All right. We're going to move on. We've got some other things we've got to take care of, but great talking to you. Thanks again, Mike Haney. Thank you. All right. Um, as a matter of fact, I need to play a little catch-up here, and, and not, with, uh, not with the sauce. I need to play catch up with because um, I believe that uh, uh, Mr. Is it Mr. Mars that has the first up uh, with the. Uh, yeah, but Mr. Mars is out talking uh, to somebody. As he, well, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's do, I, hey, let's do mine because it really doesn't. Do you want to do your car review now or do you want to wait? Uh, I'm good. Okay. What does that mean? I'm good. You're yes. good to do it or what? He just thinks he's good. He's yes. Okay, well, he's why don't you sit down and do your car review? That would be really good because we need to get that in this hour. 
if you don't mind. Not yes, a problem. Sir. All right. Because, 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 what we're talking about is a 2021 Ford. No, you're talking about it. I'm talking about a 2021 Ford F-350 King Ranch 4x4 crew cab with the trimmer package on it. Now, this is a, a big truck. Trimmer is trimmer. Their, their new off-road uh, suspension. That's a T-R-E-M-O-R, I believe it is. Not a T-R-I-M-M-E-R like right. uh, you would have to cut the grass with. Just, I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And we're talking about uh, wrong page. So this is a full-size <laughs> pickup truck. And, of course, it's a Ford, so it comes in lots of different trim packages. But we've got the King Ranch. And you can only get the King Ranch this year in the crew cab. So if you want that, and the, and the only thing you're going to get that's got more stuff on it is going to be the Platinum or the Limited model. And they make those? Yes. Okay. So, so it's, it's for 2021. It's got a nice sharp-cut grill on it. They've done some updates there. Uh, got lots of right angles on the vehicle. And, uh, you know, if you're into the straight lines and not all the curved lines in some of the smaller vehicles that you're going to see, this is the vehicle for you because the trimmer adds in a lifted suspension, 35-inch tires. It's got a rock crawl mode on it. That's where you get all your skid plates for all the off-road stuff. And this is a big truck. This is a man's man truck. You know, if you've got a big job to do, this is the kind of truck that you're looking for. You're going to haul six or seven horses, five or six cars. It'll do it. It's going to come complete with uh, LED lighting all the way around, including inside the bed. Uh, it's got the uh, running board steps. Now, because it's lifted, they didn't have the lowering running boards on it, so you had to step up into this thing. You had to climb up you into this thing. You had to climb up into this thing. Got remote tailgate release. I'll be happy when they get one where it will close the tailgate for you. Got a nice tie-down system inside the bed for your tying down all your cargo. Um, it's got the setup so that you can add your fifth-wheel hitch setup. It had the pro trailer backup system. That's where you can actually, instead of trying to drive it by the steering wheel and back up, you actually turn a knob on the dash. The direction you want to go you don't have to worry about going the other direction the direction you want your trailer to go and the vehicle will turn the steering wheel for you so the vehicle's smarter than the driver absolutely point and shoot that's right then we also had some uh, black 18 inch op optional wheels with a big lt8 285 75r18 tires on it so this is a really good off-road setup here now you go into the interior now this is where you're going to find the kingsville antique leather seats antique effect leather seating on it it's on top of the console across the dash it's got all the running w on it for the king ranch it's a lot of king ranch styling on this vehicle and that's where it comes from and um it had the heated and cooled the heated and ventilated front seats it had the pedal adjustments on it they had the steering wheel column that would adjust along with the wheel up and down you could adjust in and out on the steering wheel 60 40 rear fold-up seats on it we had an eight inch touch screen in the dash now this is where you can find this around view and i liked it really well because you could either do a 180 or you could do a 360 degree view around this vehicle had a rear view camera on the back of the truck on the tailgate normal but they also have one on the back of the cab that you can switch between and you can see your so car you go and see what's in the, 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 yeah. the bed oh yeah lots of cool stuff on this and had the new sync 3 system in it had the bno audio which is the bang and olfen i believe is how you say it 10 speakers and a Olsen. sub Olsen. bang and olafson yeah, B&O is what that. I said. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But you crank this thing up, and you can go in the house and listen to it. Never heard uh, Margaritaville so loud. <laughs> on the bang and Olufsen. And the neighbors neither did either. So, uh, But up under the hood, now this is where this thing is really 
uh, it really shines here because this is the 6.7 liter Power Stroke diesel V8. It's a beast. 450 horsepower at 2,800 RPM. It's a beast. I mean, you wind this thing up, 1,050 pound-feet of torque, which is 125 more than last year at 1,800 RPM. It'll tow everything. It'll tow your house. 10-speed Ten, automatic to, uh, that's backing this thing with a tow rating of 21,200 pounds on this vehicle itself. Not surprised. And... Uh, it just it's it's power. I mean, you pull this thing down. I don't care if you're in low gear and you're sitting at a red light and you decide you want to go fast, or if you're out there on the highway. You, I come down Interstate 10 all the time. I see all these hot shot trucks out there, and they're all cruising around with their loads doing 80 and 90 miles an hour. And I'm going, why? Well, yeah. This truck is why they're doing oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got all kinds of power. Yeah, it, that's it. It's just pure power, and it will push you back in the seat if you step off into it. It's not a hammer like a big block V8 regular fuel. But it'll just you ease right back into the back seat. It's just pure power. Pull a train with this thing. It's got a very firm ride because of the uh, suspension on it, the off-road suspension, and and the three. It's an F three fifty to begin with, but the tires kind of take some of that off of it. Now, if you're looking for something to compare this to, obviously you're going to step over to Chevrolet. You're going to look at their thirty five hundred crew cab, and um, you know it can. uh, It starts at around forty thousand. It'll bump up seventy seven eight one sixty five real quick, plus some options. Ram Longhorn is going to get up here and there in that same range, 78875 plus So the option. loaded ones all generally price relatively close to each they other. They are. They are because if you go look at this one, the F-350 Power Stroke, uh, you can get one as cheap as 49840 But the MSRP is tested for the King Ranch F-350 is 82685 walk out the door. 10000 of that is the Power Stroke engine. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking for a job, you're looking for a man's job, this will do it. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, time now for a quick break here on the In-Wheel Time Car Show. Right after this, we'll be back with our number two. Houstonian-owned Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has the most sought-after models in the Houston area today. When you're in the market for a newer used vehicle, you now have a place to go. General Manager Lincoln Stahl guarantees Bayway will beat any competitor's written price on the new vehicle you choose or pay you $1,000. Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is easy to get to on Highway 225 near Beltway 8 in Pasadena. Whether it's online or in person, you're welcome like one of the family. BaywayChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, May 15th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Luby Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Lippy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, tailpipes and tacos, Saturday, May 15th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy. The in-wheel time car show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the tailpipes and tacos Saturday morning cruise in, May 15th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy, weather permitting. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. 
Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.